new episode. Here we go of after the show, Murphy Sam and Joe after uh, Murphy Sam and Jody after the show podcast. Um, let's continue with my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, I brought our girls to see him, and I wanted to see Papa uh, this week, and it just happened. It so happened that. One day this week, the girls didn't have something after school, somewhere to be. And he burst into song right in front of them. Right. We're sitting at a coffee shop just visiting. Uncle Terry was there. There's a lot of storytelling, a lot of catching up. Yeah. And he burst into song. My papa did. Without, and you know, Sam asked you the same question that I asked you when you told me that. Oh, so he had his, he had his guitar. No. No. <laughs> he just started singing. It yeah. was really cute. And it was a song he made up on the spot about them being as sweet as candy. It was oh, really huh? cute. Um, I wish I had been there. I'm surprised you didn't record it. You know, that's Okay, the, that's the thing. First of all, Murphy, he asked about you first thing. How's Murphy? Where's Murphy? Why don't you, why doesn't he ever come? <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> well, no, in, the after, in the afternoon. He knows. I, I can't do Actually, that. he knows yeah. you were working. Yeah. And, um, but um, once he started singing and then he was done, I sort of started crept my hand over from my phone and thought of recording it. Yeah. But I didn't want to do that to him in that moment. Does right. that make sense? We mm-hmm. were looking at him. There is a difference between experiencing a moment, experiencing moment, and documenting it. Right. And documenting it sometimes gets in the way. You know what's funny about that is there are many times I've had that I want to document something and save it, not just because I'm being a fanboy or a fan whatever. Right. Because I think. This will be good someday. But like you said, you just, it common sense kicks in. It's like, no, no. enjoy it for what it is. Well, right. You know, it, that happened with me and Phoebe, our youngest daughter, literally the other day. And it was a sunset. And, it was, and we were both taking pictures of it, a beautiful moment. And Phoebe said, you know, the picture just doesn't Never. look as good as the actual sunset. I'm like, wow. That is so true, baby, because, you know, it, almost every moment that you experience is that way. It's awesome to take the picture, but make sure you're soaking it up as it's happening, too. Yeah. So true. I mean, and you know what else you're Papa probably would not have understood he's a totally different generation. I mean, when you think about your papa's generation, the only thing that existed electronically when he was around were phones and radio. There was no TV. There was right. no, none of that. And so he probably would see that as rude. Picking I know up the he phone, would. And that's right? another thing. I want to be respectful of him when I'm with him. I really do want to be respectful of him. Um, and, you know, we started talking about all those stories. It's funny. He started talk. I can't remember why we started talking about him as a child, mm-hmm. but he was ta- talking about hey, it was nineteen forty four or forty three. Started telling this story about where they had moved. His whole family, nobody had any work, and his whole family moved in with their their grandfather because he had a big house. Yeah, and he said that they were out in the daytime chopping wood for the fire for the wood burning stove he was doing that work so his mom could cook stuff for them like that was their morning they'd get up and do work and i looked at when he said the when he said the year i think he said 43 or 44 um he was a kid phoebe and i looked at each other she's 13 and she's the one who is very fascinated by world war ii history Mm -hmm. and all that and we looked at each other and so i asked him papa at that time were you aware of what was going on in the world, in the world, like, you know, across the world in, you know, France and Germany and all that. And that's when he told the story. But he's told this before, Murphy, about how when he was a kid, they all went to this one man's house. And this is in Mississippi, you know, Laurel, I want to say outside of Laurel, mm-hmm. where he grew up. And they went to this one man's house, the richest man in town who had a radio mm-hmm. and they listened to the president 
talk about FDR. bombing of Pearl Harbor and all that. He remembers that night wow. well. And he will tell that story. But And we wanted to know, hey, how much did you know? And how, but of course, he didn't get information about the war until well after because right. that's how it wasn't like it is today no Nowhere not at all how it but is. when you start asking him those questions he gets off track yeah because it's not as important to him about how he found out he starts talking about the hills they'd run in and the kind of trees and the birds and he starts he gets this beautiful look on his face mm-hmm. remembering his childhood in vivid detail now, he can't tell you what he had for breakfast yesterday, like a lot of us, but he can remember his childhood in beautiful, vivid detail. Well, because he connected those things to feelings. Yeah, it's lovely. You know lovely. what you, you really should do with your you know, your grandfather that, I, I tried to do this with my grandmother, you know, mm-hmm. and it was too late, unfortunately, because she was still a great, she lived to be 97, mm-hmm. but I think this is about the same age. It was probably 89, 88 years old. And um, I wanted to really document some of the history, the stories that she had told us forever. Mm-hmm. You brought and a so, recorder. And I did. Over. I brought a recorder. She was cool with that. She was comfortable with that since, you know, I guess she's already always used to me being in this business that we do in radio. So right. she was very comfortable around microphones. And um, so we put it there and I started asking questions, but she couldn't quite recall some stories. And she would also kind of go off on, you know, a tangent. Although what's really weird to me about it, too, is... She, t- she was able to tell some of the stories about the Depression era, and she remembers, and I my, realized my grandmother was born in 1913, all right, mm-hmm. and she passed away in 2011. Um, so she was the true Depression era kid. Right. And so she remembers anybody in the neighborhood just kind of showing up. Everybody shared, knocking on the door if there was enough right. food to I've go got around. potatoes, whatever. Yeah, right. right. I remember her telling those stories. And so she would yeah. tell those stories in vivid detail, and we'd heard those ever since we were kids. But I guess she also lost some of her filters, and so she started telling other stories. <laughs> she told me about you know how one of her <laughs> in one of her first jobs that the boss was getting fresh with her. Uh, that was her term, and man. she's like, she said, "But I told him I didn't want anything to do with that." Yeah, and I'm like, "Wow, okay, I've never heard that story before." Yeah. Me too. Movement from yeah. from Heidi. Right. That's right. But um, but you know, I mean, those. Those stories are precious, and it's weird how when you hear them as a kid, sometimes you go, oh, yeah, I've heard that before, uh, I've heard grandpa, that before, right. but then when they're gone, you wish you could hear them tell that story again, you know? You're making me want to leave right now and go, and go, see, go to Papa's house, um, and I think that, you know, next time I see him, because his uh, memory is so vivid from that time, yeah. I think I will ask him some more questions and see, because yeah. I could jog his memory. It would be a gift for him well, to talk about you've it. You've heard a bunch of the stories already, so you can say, tell me again about that time, and yeah. then, you know, he can do it. It would be something different, too. It really would. He also, this is funny, he made himself laugh because he remembered, I guess the girls, our girls were talking back and forth with some of their friends on their phones while we were there, making each other laugh and giggle, and he told us, and he wasn't fussing at them or saying that what you're doing is you know, not the way we did it. He wasn't, he was joyful the whole time, but he was explaining how they would write letters to his cousins in the next neighboring state mm-hmm. and, and put a three cent stamp on it. And they would that write, wouldn't go too far today, would it? They would write letters and draw pictures making fun, like making fun of each other. Yeah. Like you, you know, you run up and down on hills all day, so your one leg is shorter than the other. And he started making, he started laughing telling yeah. that story. And then you have to wait four weeks, weeks. for the punchline. You have to wait. <laughs> they, would, they would get together and write comics and cartoons to each other and send them back and forth. And he, 
so enjoyed telling that story. Yeah. And so I'm kind of glad we started asking him because I don't know. The conversation would not have gone there. Papa, we call those emojis. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Missed any part of the show? Get it all at murphysamandjody.com.